Greetings and salutations to the girl with the Persian tattoo, episode six. Thank you so much for listening and making it this far into my series. Um, Episode five was that milestone episode, but here I am, episode six, because I'm really enjoying the journey and I'm enjoying an outlet to just speak my opinion and publicize it, thinking that people maybe entertained by it, maybe they're not, but hey, I have an outlet nonetheless, and I get to speak on these topics vocally, so that's cool. Plus, I guess I like the sound of my voice. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of do. Honestly, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't beat around the bush, because I guess my voice is interesting. I like my voice. I used to not like my voice. I used to think it was kind of funky. I used to think it was kind of weird when I was like 12 or 13. Kind of thought it was a little deep. And it still is deep. Why would it get any more high-pitched? But I think with time, as I've matured and went from a teen to a young woman, now now a woman, I'm 25, I can't. I could still say I'm young. Actually, yes, I am young. Oh, Kurt. I don't know what I was thinking, trying to say I'm not young. What am I saying? I'm only 25. Duh. But yeah, I've grown to like my voice. And I don't mean to make this solely about me because this episode is not just about me. Okay. But I also wanted to touch base and just say Happy New Year. And I hope... Everyone is doing well out there. 2020 was a year. I don't I don't know how better to phrase that. You know, it was not it's not the best year. But I hope 2021 brings more promise for all of us. And I think I I just had a little 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 brain fart. You know, I just had to stop like I physically stopped to just think about what I was going to do next. Like I made like a gesture and then I thought I was going to present an idea. Like I even have my hand out, my left hand thinking I'm about to like, I'm still gesturing right now thinking that I'm about to bring up a new premise right now. But what I was trying to get at is that I hope 2021 is a better year for all of us than was 2020 to the best of our abilities of course and symbolically the new year is the change of a new leaf and we have new discoveries and new technological medical advances that we are going to discover and find out more about this year and I am putting my trust in it so there's that but other than that I hope we all stay persistent dedicated, motivated with our goals, and try to be the best you can be. And I know this is generic advice, but it's also very fruitful and it could be very essential advice and words of wisdom to have when you're feeling down. Um, I just made a full length episode before this one. I listened to about six, seven minutes of it. I did not like it, so I had to toss at. But what I'm trying to get at is that's my current example of 
staying persistent and realizing, no, I do not like that. We need to scratch that because I used way too many ums in my word bank and I just thought my speech professor would kill me if she heard how I was using her intro to public speaking course. Just use a whole bunch of um, a whole bunch of filler. She'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, stepping back in this damn classroom. Ah, good old summer 2015. Anyways, I don't want to... Get on a, bleh. I don't want to get on a tangent too much. You know, we're, it's time we get to the meat and potatoes of this whole episode. Okay, by meat, you know, steak, medium rare, sliced up, really good. And then roasted red potatoes, okay, where they're roasted around, but when you cut into them, they're still soft. I mean, who doesn't want soft potatoes? The way I described that was actually horrible. But you know, meat and potatoes. I actually do really like steak and potatoes. It's one of my favorite traditional American meals to have. I'm now really hungry, but it's 11.30 p.m. Well, 11.29, and I shouldn't be eating this late at night, but I might eat something after this episode. Oopsie, sowie. Okay, so we're getting into the meat and potatoes now. Um, this is episode six. I am starting with a special segue this episode, kind of a segue into a different, different segment. Um, here I go saying, um, to keep myself accountable and not say it as much because it makes me sound spaced out and it makes me sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I have a little notepad in front of me with my talking points okay this is this isn't super candid you know she has an agenda so this special segue is about things that grind my gears grind my gears was a phrase that i believe was coined by peter griffin when he was a news anchor on family guy i don't know the episode you know i'm not the most avid watcher of Family Guy, but I've seen a good amount of episodes. I just remember he's an anchor or does a segment at one point for his local news in Quahog. And I believe it's Quahog that he lives in the city. Anyways, so he's a news anchor and I know he's he has a segment called Grind My Gears and he talks about things that piss him off. So that's the segment and special segue that I have provided. So to to take the phrase from peter griffin these are things that grind my gears or things that tick me off um first and foremost this first thing is something i've noticed on social media and it's a simile of sorts but it's it's a distasteful simile and i've seen it used two main ways so I've seen it used where friends or whoever is describing somebody else in their picture or them as crackhead vibes. And the usual or the commonalities that I've seen when people use this phrase is usually when someone's hair is messy in a picture or when someone's acting hyper. And that's not nice. And it's distasteful because you're kind of mocking actual addicts perhaps because where else are you getting that um that comparison to or why are you using that term to compare a messy hair or if someone's acting hyper like what is your comparison and i mean if you flesh it out and weigh 
and here I am being Buzz Killington. Um, you know, addiction's a disease and it's not something to poke fun at, but that's my level of humor. You know, some listeners out there might think I'm overly sensitive. So whatever, however you want to take it. But it's just one thing I don't think is in good taste. You know, it's immature, crude humor. And if I mean, not enabling joking like that, but I would say, don't be a grown ass adult and joke like that. No. It's distasteful and get out of your own head or get out of your butt. But again, you know, maybe I'm a sensitive bitch for saying that. I don't know. I don't know. This is just my take, my opinion. My opinion is not right all the time. Um, another way I've seen it used in a, in a simile type way is when people describe food tasting like that. Like someone will have a brownie in their hand. They're like, oh my God, this tastes like crack. Like, okay. Tastes like crack? Tastes like an addictive drug? And why are you say like crack? I'm sure you never tried it. It's like the episode of The Office where I forgot the name of the episode, the name of the season. I need some freshening up to do, but now I can't do that on Netflix. That's great. It's great. That's great, okay? Anyways, so there's an episode of Pam and our a scene where Pam says that a certain food tastes like crack. She says, oh, it's like crack. And then Ryan calls her out and is the smart ass about it and says, oh, Pam, why would you say it's like crack? You clearly have never tried crack. And here I am being a smart ass, like fleshing it out myself. Um, but yeah, why crack? If you're going to say that, why crack? Why not show the other addictive drugs some love? Like, why don't you say it tastes like meth? Tastes like PCB. Tastes like spice. Like, Give me a slice of a nice slice of angel cake or coconut cake. Yum. Sounds so good. Um, And how I take a bite of it. And I put a caption on my Instagram story saying, "Mm, tastes like PCP. So good. Or tastes like spice. Yum. I mean, that's not bad if I say that, right? I could say it tastes like meth. Because... I would assume it carries the same simile or it's a parallel simile to like crack, you know, you're comparing to something addictive and what some would perceive as oh, such, such a good high. Um, so eating brownies is a good high, I guess. Um, I love brownies, but I just not like crack, not like crack. It just... I don't know. I just think those comparisons are, oh, they're just goofy. I, that's it. I just, I guess it's just one of those things I can't really wrap my head around. And I've heard it, but I just, I don't know. I just, I don't really care for the phrase. And again, these are my opinions. I will continue to to remind my listeners of that because these are my opinions. My opinions are not right. This is just my opinion and subjective. Okay, another thing that is relatable to social media is when people purposely broadcast their lives on social media, and then they also part they um, and I'm talking about those who are like an open book. Okay, the ones who expose everything about everything. You know, you know everything about their their boyfriend, their boyfriend's mom, their dog, their cat, um, their neighbor. Like you just know everything because they expose everything. They talk about whatever. But then they also post quotes about 
you know, some things are left le- better <laughs> left unsaid. Not the, uh, uh, you know, a tongue twister I just had. But, you know, posting those Insta quotes or inspo quotes, preaching, preaching shit like, oh my gosh, keep your life private. But then, crumb. Don't post your nitty-gritty private details if you're also going to preach that. Because so many people do it. And I can't put my finger on just like one specific example because it's so prevalent. Um, Hold on. You know what? While I'm recording... Okay. I just want to make sure I used the word prevalent correctly. Did a quick dictionary search. I did. Okay. Thank you, internet. You're the best. You're making me lazy. Anyways, so, yeah, that's one thing I've noticed about social media, especially after Instagram um, released that questions poll sticker where you can ask people to ask you a question and then those questions come to you privately through direct message or private message. And you have the voluntary choice to post them. So if you want people to not be snooty or observe your life, don't post it. Don't post it. Don't preach about, you know, keep my shit private, blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, then don't volunteer that information. You don't have to volunteer that information to anyone. You don't owe anyone an explanation but yourself. And social media is a facade, you know, it's meant to cater whatever you want out there and whatever you don't want out there. You don't have to post it. So when people post those little Insta mementos, it's kind of funny when it when it's from the same people who like open their life up like a book, you know, so there's that. And then um, one thing I'm going to touch on a little bit of a heavy topic here, but it's been about a week it's been a week since the insurrection that happened at the Capitol. It's still, it's still January 13th on the West Coast in California here. So that's why I say week. And I, and after the insurrection, the day after, I'm not going to get into details about the insurrection because most people are aware internationally, nationally wide about what happened and, you know, the bad that happened from it. And the outcome. So the next day, I saw there was a video with Trump's secretary speaking on it. And one comment on the YouTube comment section really stuck out to me. And usually when I, when I watch YouTube videos and I go on Instagram and, or when I go on Reddit, I like to read the comments of posts because people are pretty entertaining in the comment section. And I knew there'd be entertaining comments after that um after the speech from the from the secretary after she spoke to the press so I went to look at those comments because this was her speaking on the insurrection kind of condemning it and I saw a comment that stuck out to me it didn't really have much attention it wasn't a highlighted comment it had like maybe one thumb up but I was like oh my gosh this is the type of comment that people need to be paying more attention to and it was someone saying, oh, well, the main flaw that happened that was taken away from the insurrection is that they didn't finish the job, as in to continue in there and to vandalize and to potentially destroy more things and to perhaps 
cause harm on someone and i don't think that's okay i know i know maybe i'm reading too much actually you know what i don't think i'm reading too much into it because that person definitely did not condemn what happened but they condemned to the little degree that they think it went it seems that their comment alone was condoning what happened but wanted more they didn't finish the job what job was there meant to be finished what was the job was there an was there an objection here or uh, an MO here? And, you know, that's his way of saying it. Uh, really sounds premeditated. But, yeah, so that was a comment that grinds my gears and should not be tolerated. Um, violence, let alone premeditated violence like that, should not be condoned or tolerated and you know that was a comment that definitely ticked me off so i don't mean to end things on a heavy note but that was just one youtube comment that i saw on something that recently happened in our country and i just wanted to touch base on it you know i don't want to get too heavy with it but it was just something that i just thought i'd make it known so Overall, thank you so much for listening, and this episode was a whirlwind, but it was my second go on today's topic, and I'm really glad at the outcome, and I hope you all have a good night. I hope you all have a beautiful 2021, um, and I will be back with more episodes. I'm going try to try to stay routine with this. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and cookies don't taste like crack. Bye.